Previously on the Adventure Zone, quickly emerging from the ground, you see three very large, very purple worms. These three little piggies just cry the whole way home. Just like crying, doing a sad sad little purple worm cry. So I'm the bad guy. As they run away. The thing that most catches your eye on this main track is the statue. This figure standing behind them is uh, tall and muscular, is wearing a robe, a bright crimson red. Oh, like the bad guys. Turn right. Okay, I turn she right. She gets like really, she's nose to nose. Turn right. And uh, the, the metal sliding hatch that uh, you, you saw over the top of, of shaft A uh, that hadn't been shut uh, is actually shut over this hole. So it's, it's covering the entirety of, of shaft B. And you see June in front of you and she's young again. And she falls to her hands and knees and the cup rolls away from her and lands perfectly at your feet. That's enough dilly-dallying and pussyfooting around. These heroes are out of time. It's the Adventure Zone. You guys, I don't, I can't record another podcast all in the same room with you all. Again. <laughs> it's very weird. I've never played D anD D with you before. I've played of you. Yeah, it's, we played in live settings. Oh, before. I wasn't playing. But that's that for the serious. that's for the money. Yeah, that was it for money. This is for the fun. This is just for the funny, and I can see just the waves of nerd energy just radiating off out of all of our our pale, sallowy skin. <laughs> the um, fun will be when we start communicating just purely non-verbally with all like. Looks and nods. That's and good people podcast. Home shit. Are like, yeah. What is this? That's that's good podcast. In accordance, in accordance uh, with Dungeons and Dragons protocol, I have let I have provided for you a giant loose pile of Doritos in the middle of the table, yeah. and I have soaked the carpet with Mountain Dew that you may suckle at your. Leisure. I'm just gonna put my mouth down there and just kind of go buck wild. Can I tell you the most upsetting thing about the loose pile of Doritos? What's wrong? Each Dorito is a different flavor, and I don't know how he. I don't that. know There's why you one did that. of each. From every, and not just like current flavors, every flavor that has ever existed. Well, each flavor will give you dog breath. This so, is a go ahead. this is a weird energy to start the show with. Uh, okay, you guys want to play some D&D? I, oh, really, I would really like to finish this arc today. I'm so horny for it, Griffin. Okay. Welcome to the same room with me, fellas. I say <laughs> horny a lot. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, okay, so uh, when last we left off, you just sort of uh, beat the uh, the offer given to you by the Temporal Chalice. And uh, June, uh, you, you're back at the top of Shaft B, and June has uh, sort of collapsed uh, after giving up the, the cup, uh, and it fell and landed at your feet. Uh, before we get to like what you guys do next... There's like a a quick off camera cut scene, uh, and it shows a, a few folks around the town of refuge. You see Cassidy sneaking out of the crack in the wall in her cell, uh, and as she like gets her makes her way outside, she kind of shakes her head and closes her eyes, and looks kind of confused. Um, and then you see everybody in the Davy lamp, and the Davy lamp just falls silent, and Ren stops polishing glasses for a second. And kind of looks confused. Uh, and you see uh, Brogdon in the bank kind of sit up with a start. 
And then she flips a switch under her, her desk in the bank, and it drops these heavy metal gates over the entrances into the bank. And you see the, the Liberation Brigade uh, and Redmond, their leader, stop their march into refuge and just kind of shake their head like they're remembering something, and they head home. And there's this air of confusion as everybody in the town of refuge starts to remember the things that have happened in these past loops. Um, but there's Look. also a lot of, there's all, yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of things assuming they were erased from time. But they're also, Ooh. they also look kind of afraid because each of them knows what's about to happen to their city. Um, and down in Shaft B, um, you know the truth. And that is that the temporal chalice is laying at your feet. It is no longer active. And this is the final loop. Uh, I want to do something because I've been meaning to do it since uh, I think episode maybe 46 or 47. It's hard to remember. Uh, I pick up the chalice and I look at stupid what's his face and his face. Isaac. And I say, I told you we've dealt with this before, asshole. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just really want to make that clear because he didn't believe us at first. Isaac, Isaac is kind of in shock. Isaac is laying on the floor uh, after being thoroughly sacked by Roswell. Uh, and uh, he, he doesn't respond to that. But Roswell... Uh, picks Isaac up by the shirt collar and just kind of holds uh, Isaac right up to their face and uh, uh, reaches down and plucks off Isaac's sheriff badge Ooh. and attaches it to themselves. Fuck yeah! Uh, yeah. Uh, and just th- drops him back down on the floor with a thud. And Roswell looks at the three of you and says, uh, what's the plan, boys? Uh, just to describe the room, again, you, it's it's I, almost identical to Shaft A, uh, only the hatch on shaft A was open, uh, and there was a lever uh, there that hadn't been deployed. Uh, in shaft B, the hatch is closed. There's a little platform uh, that June is on. June is now, again, I, I think we said she was like eight years old when all of this started. She is a little girl again. Uh, she is not the old, old, shriveled up uh, person that you saw in the white space. And what time is it? Uh, you would estimate that it is about, uh, it, it's like right before 1130. Okay. Um, you do hear some rumbling in the other room, uh, over in shaft A and June says, uh, oh God, I'm, I, I'm not using the cup anymore. I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to sustain the barrier. He's going to, he's going to bust through it. We got to do something. All right, um, boys. I, I, let's think this through. That's that'll be a switch. I know, but we're in the same room now, so uh, I mean, we've been in the same room the whole game. Don't worry about it. Um, evacuate or fight? Hmm. It seems to me that if we evacuate, they're just going to wreck shop anyway. I mean, they're going to destroy the whole thing. Isaac says, um, "You can't, you can't fight it. You can't fight it." I've boys, listen to me. I've done this loop. A couple thousand times. I've tried everything. You can't, you can't fight it. It's, it's all over. There's nothing you can do to kill that purple worm. Trust me, I've tried everything. I mean, you can't fight us either. I mean, that, like, so if we're doing greater than less than kind of equation. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean. It is be, kind of a three brains against one thing. Yeah, well, two and a half. Well, maybe. June, June. Uh, she stands up and dusts her little yellow uh, dress off at the knees. Does she look like a fanning? Can we say she, she looks, looks like, like a young, a, a minor fanning? Oh, yes. like a, one of the minor fannings. Yes, one of okay. the lesser June, fannings. And and Isaac too, I guess, as long and maybe Roswell. When did the worm attack start? Was it before or after the big bubble? Oh, it was after the big bubble. It was hibernating, and this is June talking. Um, it was hibernating in its nest, and when the bubble popped up, it cut its nest in half. 
and she got separated from her babies. I don't think we should kill it. I don't. It doesn't feel right. It to sounds kill to it. me like the bubble needs to come down. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. But if she breaks into the surface, you're not going to have time to convince it. We got to we got to keep it underground. If we can if we can keep the worm underground, but somehow get it out of town, we might have a chance. But there's no way to bring the bubble down. I've tried everything with that too. Shink. What about this? <laughs> That's the chance, Lance. Uh, okay. I don't have a good sound for it yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll, work, we'll We'll keep working on it. Um, oh, oh, Lance. <laughs> I mean, that can bring the... That'll pop a bubble? It'll pop a bubble real good. I have an idea, he says. Uh, and he walks over to the lever of Shaft B, and he says, in all the loops that I've done, I haven't pulled this lever. Could, this mine works with a ventilation system where the hatch has to be closed over either Shaft A or Shaft B. And I've been afraid to do to, to open up this shaft because if the worm comes up here and killed June, that would be the whole ball game for all of us. So if we flip this switch, we can close shaft A and open up shaft B, and that'll at least keep the worm from destroying the town the same way it has some 2,500 times already. It'll at least change something. So kind of a fun, kicky new way of destroying the town. That'll feel very fresh and vibrant. Destroy new. <laughs> Maybe, but we've tried everything else. It's, it's worth a shot, don't you think? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't have much of a plan outside of that. So let's go for it. Flip that. Flip that beautiful. Lever. And hey, worst case scenario, we die. We come back to life. No well, big deal. The, no, well, let's do it. <laughs> and okay. I hit the. Sh- I hit the lever. Okay. Uh, yeah, you hit the switch, and the hatch over shaft A closes uh, over the 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 bubble that was placed there, and the hatch into shaft B opens up. Uh, and while Shaft A was kind of just like a straight shot down, uh, it's like that was where they found the original mother load of diamonds and they just bored right down into it. Shaft B, you can see, is kind of more of an exploratory shaft. Like they were using Shaft B to look for where more diamonds might be. And so the uh, the cart track that you're standing on goes into that uh, shaft and kind of spirals all the way around it, branching off into little uh, tunnels here, here and there, uh, as, uh, the, these tunnels were sort of them just looking, trying to find more as they go. It kind of looks like a roller coaster down there of, of minecart tracks. Um, and, uh, as you open up that shaft, uh, there's a small hole at the, the sort of the start of the track and four minecarts roll out into them. Um, and, Roswell doesn't hesitate for a second. Roswell runs and jumps in in one of the cars and says, uh, I'm going to lead the worm away from the city. You three are more than welcome to join me if you want. You got it. Um, Isaac. Fun. Isaac. Yeah. For once in your miserable life, (laughs) do something cool. Get June out of here. Get her to safety. Where is safe? What's what's going to be safe? Listen, Safer than here, man. Fucking everything's going to be safe when we're done, Boobala. Don't you worry. <laughs> but I, I fear, uh, let me uh, hypothesize. Things are going to go bad in this moment. Oh, no, it's going to get whack. Okay. Definitely. It'll get whack before it gets better. Uh, I don't even know. He goes to the three of you and sort of says uh, discreetly, like, I don't even know if she's going to want to come with me, man. She's eight, my You're dude. Way big. She's way little. Offer her cake. Tell her she, there's cake. She saw me kill her daddy. I don't. Ah, that doesn't. Cake. Cake trumps that. I I killed her daddy. That doesn't seem like the type of thing you just easily forgive. She's had a lot of time to think about it. Like a lot. Yeah, I guess we all have. Uh, and all of a sudden, June is behind him with her hand outstretched. Like, all right, come on, let's go, dummy. Uh, That's a good one, June. Sick burn. 
she points to the three of you and Roswell and says, I'm, t- I'm begging y'all, please don't kill it. Please don't kill it. It's just a mama that's looking for her babies. Promise me. Promise me you're not going to hurt her. I promise. No, no such promise from the other two. Yeah, I, I've lied to kids before. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, like he said. Uh, okay, uh, they head out through the airlock, and it's just you three and Roswell, uh, and you get into the carts. I would like to try something yeah, before yeah. I get into the cart. I want to close my eyes. Okay. Hold out the chance, Lance. Okay. And whisper a small prayer to Istis to point me at the best track. Uh, th- so there's only one starting out track, but the- it can point you towards one of the cars. Okay. And it points you towards the first car. Okay. I get in the first car. Okay. Uh, there's three other cars, uh, two, three, and four. What positions do you guys want to be in? Roswell will fill in wherever you don't want to go. I feel like... Uh, I feel like I could be the most used in the back because I can cover us back there with magical spells. Okay. Merle? I'll take uh, three. Okay. So the order is Magnus, uh, Roswell, Merle, Taco. All right. Y'all ready? By the way, folks, keep an eye out on your news feeds for the announcement of the new theme park. The Adventure Zone, the theme park. There probably is one of those called the Adventure Zone already that is oh, not is affiliated it? with our brand. At all. There's lots of go-kart tracks called the Adventure Zone. I found out after we called the podcast that, and I've been working with our lawyers to shut down every last one of those fucking places. If Griffin has any power at all, he will kill go-karts forever. <laughs> I will ruin everybody's go-kart memories. Uh, okay. There's a small, uh, a very small motor on the back of each of the carts, um, and as you all get in, uh, they kick into gear, and you start down the track. And the track, uh, uh, this for this first leg, it just kind of spirals all the way around. It does a long loop spiraling down uh, the length of shaft B. Do we uh, have to do a constitution check to see if we puke? Mm, I mean... We haven't yeah. eaten in like 70 days. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, let's just roll just so I have like an idea of like how you guys handle the, the wet and wild nature of these stunts. I got a two. Four. Uh, okay, you're all... Five. Okay, so nobody's boys. nobody's loving. Well, mine's plus seven, so it's a nine. Still okay. Then you are kind of loving it. Um, okay, yeah, you are. So you're spiraling down the length of uh, track B, moving downward. This event, by the way, is going to be separated into several legs. This is leg one. This is how we're going to handle this. Uh, you're you're moving down the track as you spiral downward, um, and just barely after you get started you hear that roar um, that you've heard so many times before, but it's interrupted almost immediately by a, a loud crash. Um, and then you hear the roar again, but it's even like angrier this time. And you feel the ground around you start to rumble as you are spiraling down the track. Uh, and once you get about 100 feet down from the top of shaft B, you see from uh, a wall on the opposite end of the spiral, you just watch it explode open. And there is the purple worm. Uh, and it's got a mouthful of fire that it's like charging up. I want to say and, something cool like, I think we got its attention. Something uh, like that as we go. But I'm screaming. You the, actually the don't have its attention because oh. it smashes through the wall and it arcs its head up and starts to head up towards refuge. What do you do? Are we safe to assume that, like, if we conned uh, Roswell and he was, like, a skull to us, is this, like, quadruple skulls to us? Just using sort of your, like, logic, 
this thing is a fucking like nightmare beast, the likes of which like you've never ever seen cool. before. I'm gonna level my short bow at it then and see if I can just like hit it with an arrow. Okay. Because listen, the problem we wouldn't hurt it. I get the impression a single arrow ain't gonna do much. Yeah, make an attack roll. How far is it from us? Uh, it's about 40 feet from you. It's a three. That's not great. Yeah. I mean, you get the imp- This is like shooting an arrow at like a super train. It's like shooting an arrow at an airplane. Like it just like, bing. But would it not right get off. its attention? Aren't we trying to Maybe lure if it away? Maybe if it had been a sick ass arrow roll. Uh, so that was Travis's action. We're trying to get its attention so we can lure it away, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I've got a, a, a spell called Gaius. 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 <laughs> Um, Got a bad cast in case of gayus. It has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, or it becomes charmed by me for the duration. <laughs> but while it's charmed by me, if it doesn't do what I tell it to do, it takes five d10 psychic damage every time it acts in a manner directly counter to my instructions. Okay, how long does that last? No, how long it lasts? It says the duration. Okay, the duration. thirty days. 30, 30, 30 days. fucking days. Wow. Okay. 30 days. Um, okay. I rolled a nat 20. So I'm pretty sure that's going to save against yeah. Gaze. Yep. That saved against it. All right. I cast Shatter. Okay. Uh, a sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. I'm going to do it from 11 feet away from us. Okay. Okay. How far away is it from us? Uh, it's about 40 feet away from you. Perfect. Uh, I'm casting Shatter because it makes a huge noise. Okay. But nothing is within range, so there's no damage. Okay. I'm just casting it. Uh, all right, yeah. So that you, you cast Shatter, and it makes an ear-splitting noise. Uh, and it also... It has a special effect on, like, crystal and rock and shit like that, right? Uh, it uh, it has... Like, if, if the creature's made of inorganic material, sure. it has disadvantage uh it it echoes all through shaft b and just like uh shoots up past the uh past the worm's upward trajectory uh, and hits the ceiling like the echoes of it hit the ceiling and a few big rocks uh come down from the ceiling and smash into the purple worm's head and it turns to find the source of the noise and it sees the the three of you boys or the four of you uh in your minecart. And sure enough, it pivots downward and starts to head in your direction. I flip it off with both hands and stick my tongue out. Nice. Yeah. It looks like this. Yeah. It's, oh, and we got you can't see it. see it at home. It's really rock and roll. Yeah. It's really it's rock very, awesome. I think Dennis Leary at his coolest. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you have the worm's attention. It is now flying uh, downward at you. And like at this point, it has cleared its body from the hole that it first smashed in through. This thing is long as hell. Uh, and, uh, right when it's actually about to, to catch up to you guys, the track branches off into a tunnel. So now you're not spiraling downward anymore. Now you're just kind of on this straightaway going through a tunnel. Um, while I've got a second, I just kind of calmly switch my hero's belt to fire. (laughs) Okay. Do you do it discreetly? So nobody else sees. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> okay. Uh so you are now on a straightaway and you see the worm behind you crash uh through a bunch of the different tracks, just kind of shredding them, uh, and then stop itself and arc its head up, and then all of a sudden it is following you through the tunnel. And it is way too thick for this tunnel, so it's kind of like its rows of teeth are grinding in uh, op- uh, opposing directions clockwise and counterclockwise, just like drilling into the tunnel behind you. 
Um, uh, so uh, you, you're on this straight away. All of your your carts are are good and going. Uh, but the purple worm is gaining ground. What do you do to slow it down? And this is leg two. Um, before, are we in any particular order? Uh, I mean, you're in cart order, which can affect things later on, but I'm just kind of... I don't have anything to slow it down, Dad, so let me do a... Pr- or what are you going to do? I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on on Taco, which adds to his AC. He's now in the front because he's, you're in the back. He's, worm, he's worm-wise. You're yeah, closest okay. to the worm, and I figure you're going to do more damage than Magnus does. Okay. Okay. So I cast Shield of Faith... Shimmering Field appears and surrounds Taco, granting a plus two bonus to AC. Okay. Uh, that is what a cleric does. That's really boys. good. Uh, good. Uh, I'm going to, unsatisfied or perhaps untrusting Marl's acumen, I cast Fire Shield on myself to add additional. Uh, this is actually a 10 foot radius, so I think it would get me. It would probably and, get all of you, yeah. Yeah, get, get us all. Um, so this. Uh, I, what it is at specifically is a chill shield. Uh, so this chill shield <laughs> creates this resistance to fire. Fill it up. Oh, wow. Very chill shield. Yeah, I'm going to protect you, I guess. Right, right now, are we all still in line, too? Yeah. 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 So I've I've done that. Okay. Uh, those are your actions. Uh, Magnus, what are you going to do? All you're Great. trying to do is slow the purple worm down. Super good question. Well, with all of my magic and cool stuff... I'm gonna do nothing. Why don't you make a chair and throw it at it? I do that. You don't have anything to make oh, a chair. Oh damn out of. it! I thought. Oh, okay. I mean, I have. I'll tell you the one thing that I've always got. What? An idea. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Thank you. I like that line. Um, okay, looking at the ceiling, do I see any cracks or anything? Um, yes, just in front of you, you see some cracks in the ceiling. Okay, great. I'm gonna aim the chance lance at the cracks. Okay. So 16 plus 9, 25. Okay, what was your goal with that? You're just trying to wedge it in there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you throw the chance lance and up. Then and I call it, it back to me. Okay. All right, yeah, so uh, you throw it up and leave it, and it sort of passes over all of your heads, and uh, the purple worm is basically between you and it, and you recall it? Yep. Okay. Uh, then I think how we could make that work is we'll just use that roll as the attack on the purple worm. Uh, the purple worm was going to go next, and you actually saw from its like neck, it has these frills of tentacles, uh, and one of them was starting to whip forward, uh, but the chance lance actually cuts right through that tentacle and cuts it off in a spray of, of purple goo. Sorry, June! And you hear, uh, you hear the, the purple worm kind of wail. Um, so uh, I think with that, you prevent the penalty that was going to happen on leg two, but I don't think you guys are out of leg two. I think you still need to slow this thing down so oh, cool. we can start another round of actions. And to be clear, you didn't promise you not to hurt it. You promised not to kill it. One of those two. I promise something. Uh, who's going to slow this worm down? I'm going to use my scrying bones. Oh, boy. I'm going to use my scrying bones. I get to ask the DM a yes or no question once a day. <laughs> okay. So you are you kneel down in your cart, and you get these bones out of your cart. Oh, like, oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Please, baby. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. And my question to you. Okay. Is the worm more vulnerable on the inside than trying to go through the outside? In other words... If we attack it, will it have more effect if we aim for the mouth and the inside? Uh, yes, its outside is covered in, like, really, really thick leathery skin that allows it to, like, move through 
it chew its way through solid rock without like getting all cut up and torn up. So, so the mouth and the inside are more vulnerable. Yes. There. That was for you guys. <laughs> okay, but that but he's still getting an action, right? Is that his action action? But I, but but that answer should have been given to you, like because these bones are just a rattling and a rumbling on the, the floor of your your mine cart. Oh, I didn't know the bones could talk. That would be really cool. Uh, Justin, I see you going through a bunch of spell cards. Just trying up to find any... something useful, man. Okay, I'm trying to picture it. So we have four carts. Yep. He's coming through a tunnel. Yep. and he's kind of chewing it up. Yep. Right. It's a she. It's a it's a mama worm. It's a she. Describe for me her her teeth. Uh, she has like a bunch of like a dozen rows of teeth uh, that sort of uh, spin in op- opposing directions. Okay, great. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of robot arms into them. <laughs> okay, so you just have a hefty bag full of roboid arms, and I'm just like waiting, wait, holding them off the side, and then I just kind of dump them in the way. So it's a whole bunch of metal arms in there. Oh, but you've worked so hard to collect them. Yeah, but I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to take every robot arm from you. You will have no robot Everyone? arms. All of them. I'll rebuild. <laughs> uh, okay, you okay. you send some roboid arms. Uh, uh, they, they bounce backward down the track, and a few of them get wedged in her teeth. Uh, are you making, I guess, make an attack roll. This would be a... It's a 10... Plus my standard pluses plus eight eighteen. Uh, okay, yeah, it doesn't stop her. Plus the opposite of unarmed. Uh, you disarmed, super armed. I would say several of the arms just don't go in her mouth at all. Uh, uh, a few do, and she just like handily eats them. No, no big deal. Uh, but a couple get wedged in her. Uh, a couple of rows of her teeth, and it slows her down a little bit. But she's still she's still pursuing. Taco, it sounded like you had some hot shit. Not nah, hot shit. I don't know. I'm just gonna try something. All right. All right. Um, I, I have, I have tentacles of my own, and I cast Evard's black tentacles. I remember this one. Uh, squirming ebony tentacles feel a twenty foot square on the ground that you can see within range for the duration. These tentacles turn the ground in uh, in the area into difficult terrain. So basically, casting on the tracks as it's following us. So like behind myself, basically uh, when it enters the affected area for the first time on a turn. Or starts to turn there, the creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take D6 bludgeoning damage. I'll do this right now. Okay. Because uh, this thing's like right behind you, so it would happen. Ooh, that's a six. Okay, so we'll say this is this is the this is that money. Uh, as it moves its way through, these tentacles reach up and grab the worm, and it pulls these tentacles to the point where they're about to snap and break. But the purple worm, for just a moment, gets held up and has to fight its way out of the grasp of these long tentacles. And it gives you all uh, time enough to move out of this straightaway uh, safely from the purple worm's approach. Um, so you've made it through Good this. Good job, Taco. You've made it through. Magic is easy. <laughs> You've made it through the straightaway and uh, exit out over a large black chasm. Uh, it's just like the tunnel you were in just stopped, and all of a sudden there's nothing but track ahead of you. Um, and from the rear cart, a lever uh, springs up from the floor. And Taco, for a split second ahead of you, you realize that the track branches off to the left and the right. And you can change the direction of all four carts by choosing the direction to go. Which way do you pull it? So there's just two ways I can pull it. Left or right, yeah. Just the two different ways <laughs> I can pull so it. Wanna... Okay. Uh, uh, the, I'm, so I can either pull it left or right. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. 
So <laughs> if wait, y'all can see Travis, if, if I was just gonna turn it left or right, uh, I can I. Travis is on the floor. Oh god, I'm gonna lose it. Go right. <laughs> so wait, I can just left or right? Yeah, it's the two options. Go <laughs> right. There's the prophecy. There's the prophecy. Remember the prophecy. Remember the prophecy. You gotta go right. Travis, please, my daughter's sleeping. Please try to keep it down. No, I understand. You very so just left or right? Yeah. <laughs> please. Um, do I see anything to the left? Uh, no, it's it's kind of dark in here. It's Do hard I to see tell. Like, to the right, it's, again, it's kind of hard to tell. You just kind of see the branch. Yeah, I wish I had anything to go. <laughs> I I've got some control spells. I can okay. control it. Um, it was the worm. Maybe right. I guess right. <laughs> oh, okay. You jerk the lever to the right, and all four of the cars uh, go off into the right path. Uh, and you go down a ways on the track and then uh, into another tunnel. And right before you go in that tunnel, you actually see the left track uh, and it just ends. And then below that, you see like 10 carts just like all piled up uh, on the ground 100 feet below with some skeletons. Can we just say that like, the, the mine company did a really bad job if after the first cart, they weren't like, you know what? We're going to close this one. This one doesn't work. We should well. get rid of that lever now that I think about it. Now, we uh, owe a big one to Penumbra. Yeah, Paloma. Paloma. Uh, okay, so you've moved into another tunnel. The purple worm has uh, caught up uh, almost. It is, uh, again, uh, just just about behind you. And all of a sudden, levers pop out uh, of all of your carts. Um, a taco, actually, the lever you just used sort of recedes back into the cart, and a different one pops up. These move up or down, uh, and all of you have to flip them into one of those positions. Uh, including Roswell. Do up you go or up, down? Up or down. You And uh, you you all don't have to pick the same thing. I'll go down. Okay. Ye- yell it out in character, because I think okay. we should at least be two and two. I am going down. Okay, you flip yours into the down position. I'm going up. Magnus flips his into the up position. Taco? Uh, which way is Roswell going? Roswell will go whichever way, I guess, you don't go, if we want to do an even two-two split. Down. Okay, you flip yours in the down position. Roswell flips it into up. So Roswell and Magnus are going up. Taco and Merle are going down. And sure enough, the uh, track kind of uh, does a, a, a branch going upwards. Uh, and carts number one and two uh, branch off and go up the track. And Merle and Taco, you stay on the lower track, uh, which actually dips down a little bit. Uh, and the purple worm just gets a burst of speed out of somewhere. And is basically in between the two of you on these tracks. Uh, and uh, let's say Magnus and who's in the front of the lower section now? Merle. Magnus and Merle make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. You can use one of mine, Thank Eddie. you. Uh, that's good enough. 12, 15? Yeah, you're good. Uh, you you sort of beat away these tentacles as they uh, whip up from we out of the worm's off. mouth. Gross. What? Um, we already said we were going down. Gross again. Two grosseroonies. <laughs> this one's getting the explicit tag on iTunes for sure. Um, so uh, Merle and Taco, you are above the purple worm. Magnus, or I'm sorry, reverse that. Magnus and Roswell are above the purple worm. Merle and Taco, you're below the purple worm. Uh, what do you do to slow down or handicap the worm from these positions? I cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon, which creates a floating spectral weapon. I shape it to look like a giant fish hook. 
Okay. Because if that doesn't scare the shit out of a worm, nice. I don't know what will. Nice. Okay. Uh, so you just roll an attack? Yep. Yeah. 18. That'll, that'll definitely do it. All right. And then I roll a D8, correct? I'm so glad I'm here so that I can give you I'm my sorry. dice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So I roll a D8. I'm not supposed to touch another man's dice. It's a five. You're using and up my, all my luck. My spell casting modifier is it plus eight, so that's uh, thirteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, you hit it for thirteen damage, which isn't a ton of damage for the purple worm, but the hook does get caught in its giant mouth full of teeth uh, and drags it backwards just a little bit, uh, which kind of moves it uh, from in between all four of your carts to now just kind of behind it. Nice um, job, Merle. Good, good work, job, Merle. Merle. Uh, Taco and Magnus, you're still kind of in danger from from the worm. It is still sort of uh, close enough to get some damage on you. Okay, so it's me, you and, and Roswell on top, Merle and Taco down below. I've been doing a lot of bacon saving. You got anything you want to try? <laughs> With what? Bow. You got a spear or whatever? With my spear. Okay. With my spear and my bow. Oh, I've seen that fucking look before. <laughs> okay. Have you? Actually, you haven't. Have no. you? Well, that's a good point. I've heard of this look. <laughs> okay. Describe the skin of the worm to me. Oh, my Thick God. Thick and purple and leathery. I know what you're thinking. Okay. Any openings? <laughs> um... There's a small opening that was made by the hook just now uh, on the, like, side of its cheek. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to... Uh, yes. I want to... Yes. Come on, do Tie it. a rope... Well, so my... Okay, this is what I want to do. Tie a rope to the chance lance. Okay. And tie the rope off to my cart. Okay. And aim that... Uh, oh, hmm. No, no, no. Uh, okay. I tie... Hold one end. Tie it to a crowbar. Okay. And I'm going to aim the chance lance for that hole. Okay. This is going to be a tough shot. 19. Oh, yeah. Plus 9 is 28. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. You throw it, and it manages to wedge its way into the hole. And that I hook that crowbar made. on the, the, the rails. Okay. You now have a taut rope uh, leading between you and the No, not on my car. When I drop, like, oh, hook it between shit. the rails. Okay. Yeah, you, okay, this is how this is going to work out. Uh, you do that. You uh, uh, put it down. You, you just drop the crowbar into the, the rails. I think we get a close-up uh, on the purple worm's eyes. It's like 17 wow. eyes. As it, like, realizes, as the w- rope sort of whips backwards behind it, it goes like, oh. And it uh, it just comes to almost a complete stop. Uh uh, and you have, uh, you've definitely handicapped the worm and, and kept it from catching up to you. Side effect, uh, you have almost destroyed the track that you and Roswell are on. Um, and you've pulled it completely off the wall that it was sort of like uh, these iron bars had secured it onto. And now the track is sort of sort of free and wobbling uh, and about to go down. I recall the chance lance. Uh, okay, you, you recall the chance lance and you have it back, but the, the track is still about to fall over with the you and Roswell on it. Uh, what do you what do you do? Are there two boys below us? Uh, yeah, more or less. All right. June bug. Uh, yeah, what do you need? It's we, not a great time. We got to jump. This is a shitty shit, shit, shit plan. You know that, right? So I figure you can like do like a stretchy thing. I saw you do it in the bank. You want me to do what now? I want you to do big stretchy arms like Stretch Armstrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to get down there. You want me to stretch my body and connect our carts to their carts? Very much so. This is a stupid idea. But- June bug, do it. Okay. Uh, Roswell fling it like whips its arms to the side, uh, 
uh, in a T and the armor on its arms just goes flying off and backwards into the abyss. And now it just has these two long clay arms and it whips them down uh, from your carts on the top track and grabs onto the back of Merle's cart and forms basically like a clay bridge with its body. Okay. I grab onto Roswell and I say, let's go over there. Tighten her up, Stretch. Uh, 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 what, you go first. Just go. Cross my arms. I slide down their arms using, like, my shield as, like, a, you know, the zip line. Like, That's fucking great. Okay, because of that, that oh, you, just, you just do it. You uh, work your way down. Uh, how is Roswell? You're, you're commanding Roswell right now. How does Roswell get down? Because they can't use their own arms as a bridge. But they're holding on, right? They are holding on, yeah. Okay, just jump. This is a shit idea, are you sure? It's gonna be great. Okay. Uh, they're gonna make an acrobatics roll. Uh, we'll say they have plus, I mean, they're not acrobatic. They're a huge ball of clay. So let's do straight up or down. Let's see how they do. Uh, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Roswell manages to sort of retract, like you said, like retract itself. So Roswell like manages to get in, but it's not like a clean entry. Uh, and Roswell loses some clay. Uh, like their legs and their leg armor and the clay that was on their legs just gets like knocked off as it gets caught in the tracks. But Roswell pulls himself off and you see some of their torso kind of like siphon down and form new legs, but there's no armor on them. Uh, there's no armor on them at all. Uh, and the bird on Roswell's shoulder, like it looks completely frazzled right now, like because of what just happened. But Roswell stands up and puts up a naked fist with nothing coming out, and then, like, looks at their fist and then uh, forms some clay to make a thumb. To yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, But now all of you are sharing two cars. Uh, and you see the track above you just, like, fall. It's actually wobbling and kind of uh, in danger of falling over onto your lower track, but it goes the other way and collapses into the wall. That was close. Okay. Uh, fourth leg. You... Uh, are nearing the end of this tunnel. The worm is way, way behind you at this point. Um, but you realize that um, in all the commotion that just happened, the power unit for, for the back cart, the engine, uh, must be going out or something because it's got a big gash on it and it's shooting out sparks. Um, and your carts are starting to lose speed very quickly as you hear the worm uh, making its way in your direction from, from deeper behind the tunnel. What do you do to get these carts moving again? Don't you have a wrench, Merle? I have the adamant spanner. Okay. Yeah, and then like a magic wrench that fixes things when you hit him? Yep. Okay. Super cool. Wang! Uh, Merle, you you, you are in the baby. rear you do you are in the rear car, no, so you don't. hit the uh, engine with the adamant spanner and the gash on it seals up and the sparks stop shooting out. However, there's way too much speed or there's there's way too much weight in these two carts that they weren't sort of meant to carry so your carts are moving again but the the worm is catching up really fast so if, if you have another way to sort of gain some speed are all right three now, of us in all four of you are in two carts i say we make roswell jump out no that less and then it's less weight and we'll go faster listen i don't argue with your logic roswell roswell says like if that's what you if no, that's what you Ro can, Ros. I'm not going to do that to you. Roswell, it's a good idea. Hang on. And I cast Levitate on Roswell. Okay. Roswell is now, okay, you've lifted the weight out of the cart uh, that was Roswell. And Roswell still has their two clay hands uh, on the back of the cart uh, floating behind you. Um, and that the removal of that weight was exactly what you needed. 
uh, to to get the speed back and going again. Um, the purple worm has more or less caught up to you and uh, Roswell, their arms are stretching out because they're made of clay and Roswell is now starting to actually fall backwards. What do you do to save Roswell? We, we pull them back? Okay, yeah, you grab under Roswell's arms and like pull them forward as uh, the, the purple worm snaps its mouth shut, uh, just narrowly missing Roswell. Uh, you, you'll have, one of you will have to keep like a hand on Roswell's like armor to keep its clay from stretching out. Who does that? If you do that. Cool. I'll do that. They, they need both their hands for magic and stuff. All right. So Magnus, you are now kind of holding on to Roswell, keeping them from floating away. Uh, and you've cleared this leg. Um, and you, uh, come out of this tunnel and you are in a massive underground cavern, uh, with tons of small tunnels bored in nearly every direction, all searching for new veins of diamonds. Um, but there aren't tracks leading into these tunnels, and you actually realize with horror that the track that you're currently on comes to a full stop in this room. Um, there's a steep, about 120-foot ramp leading downward, uh, followed by a brief incline, and then just nothing. Um, and about 70 feet in front of the end of that ramp uh, upward is... Uh, uh, the only source of light in this room, uh, it's the shimmering light coming off of the exterior bubble of town. Uh, it is a full sphere. And so it reaches underground too. And that is where you are. So you're basically heading down a ski jump, essentially, uh, leading into the bubble. Um, and you have reached the end of the line. How much time do we have? You have just kind of moments. Okay. Um, okay. I have a plan. It's a little nutty, but go with me on this. Merle, grab grab Roswell. Check. Okay, Taco, get into this cart. Okay, Ro- Ta- Merle is now holding on to Roswell's arms, keeping them from floating away. Yes. Okay. okay. Wee. Get in the cart. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, uh, great. Okay, Taco hops, in, hops into the front cart. Now you've you've got a thing that like makes things bigger, right? A spell. Yeah. Like you did with the motorcycle, right? <laughs> yep. Okay, soup up the engine on the back of the cart. That's dumb. It'll be great. It seems we just, dumb. We got to break through, right? And seems remember the cannon? Oh. The only way to get through the bubble was the high speed, right? And I've got this lance. Okay. Let's do this. Brace your asses. Um, as you are clearing the tunnel, you also realize there's another source of light, and it is the purple worm, and it has a big old fireball that it is about to barf out on all of you. Merle, what are you doing? You're holding, Quick up, question. you're holding up a card like you're in Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna. Do it. Play it. I play. Okay. Blue Eyes White Dragon. We're sending the empty cart towards the worm or towards the bubble? We're in the cart towards the bubble. There's a cart behind us that's empty now. I cast Guardian of Faith on the one we're cutting loose that's sending it back to the worm. Okay. To do damage. All right. Let's slow it down. An angel appears in the rear cart. Dale Reese appears in the rear cart and says, uh, this feels right. <laughs> and, baby. and that Put rear baby that rear cart uh skips she jams a a, a beautiful golden heavenly spear uh into the the hitch connecting the two carts and goes flying backward and uh <laughs> does an attack on the on the purple worm i guess we're kind of playing calvin ball with the, the purple worm at this point <laughs> uh okay so you have this very very fast cart uh and you are oh wait you cast that spell, but in doing so, you definitely, definitely let Roswell go. And now Roswell is just sort of floating off backwards. Um, oh, no, you don't. I cast Bigby's hand, and a large hand appears and grabs Roswell and holds them. Okay. Here's the scene. 
all the three of you are now flying down this ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're about halfway down it. This this ski jump ramp out to the the end of the bubble. Roswell is free floating behind you, basically perfectly in between you and the worm. Um, and Roswell has drawn their halberd. Has drawn drawn their their halberd uh, in like striking position. The worm is immediately behind Roswell with a big mouthful of fire. Uh, and you cast Bigby's hand, and a big hand reaches out and grabs Roswell. Um, and Roswell says, uh, okay, you all have done some great work here. I need you to trust me right now. Trust me, Taco. Tell me that I made refuge safe. Just do it. Tell me that I made refuge safe. Roswell, you made refuge safe. As you say that, uh, Roswell starts to kind of expand, uh, like they did in the bank. And, uh, Roswell says, thanks a lot, fellas. And... Uh, a fireball shoots out of the purple worm's mouth, and right as it leaves its mouth, you watch Roswell just kind of spasm and send its clay outward in a giant red sheet. Uh, and as it does, the glow, like the yellow glow that was sustaining it, just disappears from the clay as this giant red sheet catches the fireball and keeps it from destroying all of your carts. And as it does, as, as Roswell does this, uh, you see that yellow light just kind of leave that clay and just enter into the vermilion flycatcher that was on Roswell's shoulder the whole time as the, this red bird uh, flies upward and away from, from, the, uh, from the fiery explosion. And the, the purple worm kind of gets caught up in the clay net as well uh, and, and gets slowed down. Um, and the three of you are... Uh, safe and free as you fly down the ramp uh, and launch upward off the end Magnus of the ramp all in the one the chance lands like a lance, like in his shoulder forward. Okay, you are, the three of you are a dart that has been thrown off the end of this ramp uh, and jab into the side of the bubble and the extremely loud room that you were just in kind of just falls silent and you are in a white space. And in in a cart, in a mine cart going a hundred miles an hour, but just sort of sailing through the white space. Uh, And then all of a sudden you see a hole in front of you in the white space as you see uh, daylight uh, and red clay. uh, And you emerge out of the bubble where you entered into the town of refuge uh, and you flip over the, the cart you're in flips end over end uh, and dumps you on the ground as the cart keeps going uh, just past you and you are back in the woven gulch and you are lying just in front of Avi and his big big uh, Jaeger cannon uh, and Yagi Avi turns and looks at you and he's really startled he says you guys just scared the shit out of and before he can finish the the hole that you just came through in the barrier expands and the purple worm sails through it. The purple worm worm sails through the side of the bubble. I pull uh, Avi down. Uh, you grab Avi and pull him down. And this, this it's like a train going over you. Like it casts a shadow over all of you and sails over you for probably a good 15 seconds uh, before it skids to uh, a halt just past you. And without missing a beat, it whips its head around and readies another fireball in your direction. But just as it's about to incinerate you, you feel a rumble beneath your feet. And from all around it, uh, from all around the, the purple worm, three smaller purple worms burrow up from the ground. And it's the ones that you fought at the beginning. And of, of spared, the might I add. And spared fought at the beginning. And, spared. and these three purple worms are all whining this, this sound that is, they sound overjoyed, but it's a horrible noise. 
Uh, and the mama worm looks at these three little worms and then back at you and then back at the baby worms. And then it roars, but not the like anguished scream that you've heard, you know, a dozen times or so now, right before refuge was destroyed. It was, it's a roar of, of joy and it wraps itself around its three children and pulls its head high up into the sky and then slams down into the ground, burrowing away with its family. It's a mother and child reunion. You guys have heard that song before. No, nope, right? but I get the point of it. It was pretty straightforward. <laughs> you literally said the thing that happened. You, you said the thing that happened. Music. Well, Paul Simon did originally. I was just quoting. Hey everybody, it's Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your other thing. Thanks for listening to episode 49 of The Adventure Zone. It's the last episode of the 11th Hour's Arc. It feels like we just started that a couple weeks ago, but in really it's been like five months. Um, thanks for listening uh, to this whole arc. Uh, the, the feedback we've gotten on it has been so great, and I'm really happy with how uh, it uh, turns out here at the end of this episode, which I'm going to let you get to, but first I'm going to do some commercials to you. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. 
And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a bunch of Jumbotron messages to read to you. If you want to get a message on the show, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. You can find out how to do that there. First message here is for Carl, the man-boy wizard, and it's from Fluffles the Brave. These are fake names, aren't you? This is a, this is, you're pranking me, aren't you? Uh, Unless that's your real name, in which case, oh my God, I'm terribly sorry. Um, Fluffles uh, says to Carl, uh, happy anniversary to the most magical man in my life. The past 365 days have been fantasy and fun filled. And there's no other person I would rather have spent the last year adventuring with from mountain climbing to playing D and I'm glad to have you by my side through everything. I love you forever. And always, um, this was supposed to go up on July 30th. So this is an anniversary plus change. It's uh, you're, you're already on your way to the next anniversary and I, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations on all the love and keep, keep, keep it going. H- hang in there. Hang in there. Sounds like something. Anyway, great job on the love and well, and well done. Got another message here for Helgar. Sorry, this message is actually for Heglar. But if you're Helgar and you want this message to be about you, you can just make believe. Anyway, it's from Johnson who says to Heglar, what up, buddy? Congratulations on finishing your master's and getting married in a few weeks, both of which have probably already happened. Definitely. Sucks about your parenting critical miss a while back, and remember not to do anything awful with your biotech degree, or you'll have a fingerling potato coming your way. Miss you, dude. I'm hoping this is just sort of a fun, innocuous in-joke and not like, you know, this person's invented a potato bomb, and that was the most threatening thing I've ever read on the show. Um, But yeah, congratulations, Heglar, on both the nuptials and the Masters, both of which have like almost certainly happened like six months ago because we're really bad at doing these things on time. Got one more message here. This one's for Katie and Dan, and it's from your brother, your brother, and me, who say congratulations on leveling up as grown-ups and getting hitched. When we tried to come up with something that would adequately symbolize your love, we came up with lizard person and kobold slash fic. We'll be sure to fill you in on the anatomical details in our wedding speeches. Love, your brothers Will, Mark, and Jacob. Um... That is probably, that's going to be just a Buckwild wedding speech. That's going to be one of the wettest and wildest wedding speeches probably in the history of the whole exercise. Uh, but congratulations, Katie and Dan, on getting married. It is fun stuff, and I bet you're really going to dig it. 
Uh, thanks to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. We don't pay to advertise the show at all, so word of mouth is literally the only way that we uh, get new listeners. And uh, we we have a really great following now, and that's entirely because of you. So if you can tweet about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag, man, we sure do appreciate it. Uh, I think the next episode is probably going to be a lunar interlude before we get started on the next arc. Um, so we'll probably have some new characters coming up in the next few episodes. So if you want to end up as a character on the show, just tweet about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag, and it could happen to you uh, a few thank yous thanks to the maximum fund network for having us you can go to maximumfund.org and uh, find out all about the the different shows on the network they're all so great and we're so happy to be a part of the network uh, they have shows like throwing shade and stop podcasting yourself and jordan jesse go and judge john hodgman and the beef and dairy network and the greatest Gen- generation uh, so many amazing shows, uh, all for free on maximumfun.org. If you want to find the other shows that we do and other ways to sort of get in touch with us, like our PO boxes and, and all that stuff, you can go to McElroyShows.com, uh, and we got a full list of all of our projects there. Uh, so that is it for this episode. Um, the next one will be up on, let me do some quick math. Oh shit. Let me get my calendar. Hold on. Wait. The next episode is going to be up on October 6th. Uh, and so we will talk to you then. See you soon. Bye. Avi is just white as a sheet. He is paralyzed in fear. Having, How's it going? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't respond to you. He is just. He's just like I slap him. Hey, I've got a fun question. How long have we been gone? You think, Avi? Yeah, it's a real good one. He doesn't respond to you. He's just paralyzed. I slap him again. He doesn't move or respond to that because he's he's paralyzed. Uh, I slap him. Okay, you take turns slapping Avi. Anybody want a free shot on Avi? He doesn't move because he's literally paralyzed, and you realize he's outlined in red light. And from behind him, you actually see sort of apparate behind him the red-robed figure that you've encountered a few times now. And it holds it really quickly holds a finger to its lips and then waves its hand in a circle, and your stones of far speech, uh, they go dim. They go dark. Uh, and, and, uh, the, the red robe figure says, um, did you retrieve the cup? Yes. Why did you change? No, nothing. Nothing. No, no, we no, didn't no. do anything with it. You didn't use the cup? Mm, nope. No, no, no. We all three said no, right? Yeah, we didn't use it. I'm really proud of you. I thought there was a chance that maybe... This would be the one to end your adventure. Wait, and you're pr- aren't we? Wait, hold on. You're the red robe, right? You're one of the bad guys. Who told you that? Everybody. Everybody. everybody the, we, the bureau and yeah. the, the, the what's her face, the director and TMZ. I need to know. Do you trust me? Wait, no, 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 no. hell like, no. no, not just you're no, like, hell no. You're, you're fucking popping up in a red robe like Satan. You're speaking parcel tongue. And you're like, uh, Dewey's, uh, no, we don't trust you. What kind of question is that? Um, as, as you say that, that you don't trust, uh, that you don't trust him, um, it, it, this apparition, uh, this basically red robed ghost, uh, or it's a lich, uh, floating in front of you. 
it starts to lose its composure. It starts to lose, and I mean that literally, like the the spectral form starts to jerk violently and a bolt of energy uh, kind of like whips off of it. And uh, actually, Merle, make a dex save. That's a great 20. 20. You, you dodge out of the way, actually, as a bolt of red energy kind of like whips off this red robe uh, and, and sort of moves, moves back past you. Um, and this red robe figure uh, falls to its knees and he's muttering to himself like he's trying to calm himself down. And it doesn't sound like it sounds every other time that he's spoken to you. It sounds like you it sounds like a guy's voice. Uh, and he says to himself, Loop, they don't trust me. I can't do it anymore, Loop. I'm sorry. And he calms down, and he, the the sort of distortion that was happening to him uh, kind of fades, and he stands back up and says, um, the next time we meet, I will need you to trust me completely or and absolutely. Otherwise, all of this will have been for nothing. The hunger is almost here, and when it arrives, this world will be lost. And he disappears. And immediately, Avi says, was that a purple worm? Uh, and is unparalyzed. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it totally was. Hey, Avi, quick question. How long have we been gone from your perspective? Uh, like 45 minutes? Hell yeah. Yeah, isn't that right? <sighs> That's so good. Do you want to know what football teams are going to win? <laughs> <laughs> um, you all notice that actually the bubble is still up in front of you. Like, the bubble did not come down. And in fact, the hole that the three of you and the worm all came through has closed back up. Refuge is still surrounded by this enormous, magical, opaque barrier. Um, but you see Istis's reflection in, inside of the barrier. And she talks to you and says, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you all for not taking the chalice's offer. I can't imagine how difficult that must have been to, to resist. Thank you. Yeah, that means a lot. It was it was not easy. She says, um, you're probably wondering why the bubble didn't come down after you came through it. Yeah, I stabbed it. And you made you made an exit for yourself, but I Refuge is out of step with the rest of time. And I'm gonna get them back on schedule now, but time passed a bit differently in there than it did with the rest of the world. June using the cup. On, on the day that the worm attacked, it looped a, she, she looped a single day 2,517 times. Well, they're about to catch up. Um, you should really watch, she says. Um, and Istis disappears, and the bubble goes transparent. And you see Refuge and its citizens on the other side. And they're moving extremely quickly because time is moving really fast in the bubble. You see, like, almost a light strobe light effect, and it's because the sun is rising and setting a few times per second. Um, and the, the whole town is gathered near the edge of the bubble, near where you're standing. And you watch in time lapse as they quickly erect a big wooden sign, which they decorate and ornately paint with a single word. And the sign just reads, thanks. And under the sign, there are three clay figures that some kids are crafting up. And they do it in time lapse really quickly. And it's modeled after you. 
there's these three little clay statues that kids are, are making. And as you move, as you watch this fast forward scene in front of you, every time you move, the kids like instantly reshape these clay statues to kind of like mimic you, like they're playing a game with you, even though time is passing at wildly different speeds. And nearly seven years pass in 10 minutes and you see it all. You see Midsummer Harvest Festivals and Candle Nights celebrations. You see uh, a few weddings. You see a couple of funeral processions. You see, you see good days and you see bad days. But the whole town and its inhabitants seem happy, like the events of all those loops brought them together in a strange way. And after 10 minutes or so, time inside the bubble slows down until it's nearly at real time. And the town gathers around the sign they erected in your honor. And without a sound, the bubble pops and refuge and everybody in living in refuge is there and they're cheering and they quickly sort of envelop all four of you. There's a lot of folks who want to know more about Avi who they haven't met. He's just this mystery man who they've watched through the bubble for seven years. They pull him in and just start asking Avi all these questions like, Oh, we had bets. We had a theory that you were their boss and you're the one that really helped him bring the bubble down. And Avi's just like sort of graciously hanging out with them. Um, and they whisk all of you away to a big feast they've prepared in your honor. Um, and I guess before heading out of refuge, who, who in town do you want to say goodbye to? Who do you want to check in on, uh, seven years later in their time? I want to check on Paloma. Okay. Yeah. Paloma's right there. Like Paloma's ready. Uh, she is much, much, she, she looks much older. She's a, an older woman now. Um, and she hands all of you just like a giant basket of baked goods, like a, a, rid- Hell yeah. a ridiculously large basket of baked goods, which yeah, you taco, you appreciate the craftsmanship that went into these. Uh, and she says, um, you all did very good. I, I saw many different results that could have been in the crystals. Many of them were quite shitty, but it seems like you found the best one of all. So well, well done. I want to check on Cassidy. I, I have a question for Paloma. Yes. What is it? Did, did I make the right choice? Hmm. That's hard to say. Um, we're all here and I think it was the right choice. Because things could have gone very, very badly for all of us if you had made a different choice. So it was maybe not the best choice for you, but it was the best choice for us. Does that make sense? Thank you. Um, she starts to, to uh, walk back into the crowd. Before she does, she grabs you, Taco. She says, Taco, can I talk to you for a moment? Sure. Um she uh, pulls you away from the group. Uh, she, she reaches out her hand and she hands you a, uh, a crystal and uh, she, it, it has a prophecy in it and you see it and her eyes kind of roll back and she says, uh, I have one last prophecy for you, Taka. Something you will need to know. In your hour of greatest need, you will find the power that you seek from the man wreathed in flames. Jesus, like, can you <laughs> just... I have, like, now three prophecies I have to keep in my head simultaneously. Thank you for this. I'm like a fucking walking story Bible over here. And Paloma, are, is that all? Uh, yes, that is it. Well, my lady, I have one request for you. Yes, what is it? Will you find the kids in town who spent all that time to make those beautiful statues of us? And tell them to make my dick bigger. <laughs> and then I reach my hand up for a high five. And she's like, she, insta- she instantly goes up and high fives. And she's like, <laughs> she is rolling laughing. I knew she was down. You got me good that time, son. 
Oh, where's Junebug? Uh, you run after Junebug? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. Let's do Dad and Cassidy okay, first, yeah. and then we'll do you and Junebug. Uh, yeah, you find Cassidy. She has been exonerated of all guilt uh, for the crime of Hopefully blowing up the Temple seven of Vistas. years, yeah. Yeah, no, she's been a good, uh, uh, a good member of town. And in fact, when you find Cassidy, yes, she's wearing like a nice suit. She's wearing like a nice suit, and she has a top hat on. Um, and you find her in the elder's manner because she has been made the elder of refuge. And she says, uh, it's my little goblin friend. I remember you. Well, I knew you were made of, of sterner stuff. And, you know, people love that folksy shit. They, that all, you know, if you're a candidate, you, I can see why you've done so well in politics. It's like I told you, Cassie's just chock full of good ideas from my mm-hmm. toes to my tips. <laughs> My, my frosted tips, it's a new fashion style I'm trying out in the last seven years. It's all the rage here in this bubble. Well, I'm very proud of you, Cassidy. You think you'll ever come back to visit? No. No, no. Well, okay, all right then. Don't you want to give me something? Taco got something. I think I've got just the thing for you. Okay. And she reaches into her pocket and she says, In your hour of greatest need, <laughs> these will supply you. With just the saving grace that you require, young man. And what are they? You stretch out your hand, and she drops a couple of root beer barrels into your hand. But they're all sticky, and they're covered in lint and stuff, because they were in her loose pocket just kind of floating around. Thanks. There's my favorites. You know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been trapped in a bubble. It's a closed environment for seven years, typical. and I've held on to these root beer barrels. I've fought off the temptation to eat these things. Where are you going? Typical, typical, typical. Fine. Thanks a lot. Uh, okay. Where's Junebug? Uh, you find Junebug in the Davy Lamp. Uh, and she says, um, she's, she's like, what would, she'd be about 15, 15. now. Yeah. Um, so she's a, she's a young woman now and she's, she's working at the Davy Lamp and, uh, she's working with Ren, uh, who also greets you happily as you all make your way into town. Um, and June, uh, thanks you effusively. She seems wise beyond her years now because she went through something, uh, you know, magical and sort of inexplicable. Um, and she, she thanks you. Um, and Magnus, she, uh, says, hold on one second. And uh, runs up to her room in the Davy Lamp. And when she comes back down, she hands you a tube. Um, and it's like the type of like tube that scholars might store like scrolls inside. Mm-hmm. And she says, um, I, think, um, I think you should have this. And the tube has your name scrawled on the outside of it. Uh, like, a, you know, a gift tag or something like that. And she says, uh, I got to get back to work. But um, it's really good to see you. It's good to see you too, Junebug. She says, Should I she says, open it? She says, good luck. And she runs back up the stairs and into her room. And Magnus, you actually hear in your head, you hear the voice of the red robe that you've seen a few times now. And he says, um, Magnus, if you open that tube, Magnus, it's going to be harder for me to protect you. Yeah, bite my ass. I open the tube. Okay. Um, you open the tube and see what's inside of it, and we're going to resolve that a bit later. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I need to find somebody. Okay. Before we go. Who do you look up? Uh, I want to find Ren. Okay. Yeah, you hop into the Davy Lamp and you see Ren, um, and she is polishing some glasses behind the bar, and she says, uh, oh my God, Taco! <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I remember you coming up and seeing me a couple times. How about that magic lesson, boss? Actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And before I'd stepped inside, I'd cast Fabricate on some uh, blank paper that I brought with me. Okay. And I unfurl for her a a uh, <laughs> diploma. Okay. And it said, uh, top of her class, this uh, scroll bestows upon you, Ren, the high honor of being the first and only graduate of Taco's amazing school of magic. Her, her hands clasp over her mouth and her eyes go wide when she sees this diploma. And she says, aren't I supposed to like take lessons and stuff? Aren't I supposed to like learn from you first before? Rin? Yeah? I've been watching the whole time. Oh, that's really good. She takes the, the diploma and she says, I'll never forget this and jumps up and gives you a big hug. And here's one other thing. And I give her the Gust Master, and I say, I don't need this, because I know how to cast this spell. <laughs> and it's heavy. Uh, she takes the fan from you, so the Gustmaster a- 5000, and, uh, oh, no, thank you, thank you, thank you, I'll use it every day. In my head, I thought, this is an incredibly special treasure to me. I should have flipped those, so I'm sorry. Let me try again. This is an incredible treasure, and I want you to have it. Thank you. Thank you, Taco. I'll never forget this. Will I ever see you again? Ren? It's hard to say. I'm not the DM on this one, buddy. <laughs> so here's hoping. I don't know. All right. You... I, actually, I have one more thing I want to find out. Yeah, so. please. Um, I want to go up to the temple. Okay. Temple's there, right? Yeah, Temple of Isis is there, but it is rebuilt it's not the temple that you magically rebuilt the uh the two brothers have sort of rebuilt it and in fact ooh, this is good you see redmond and you've seen redmond before he's seven years older and you see and you see luca and luca's not a skeleton anymore luca whatever magical effect that uh was done to luca while inside the bubble has been reversed and now he just kind of looks like a shorter kind of pudgier redmond um, and they, they have their robes on and you find them at the Temple of Vistas, which was not like magically restructured. It's just been rebuilt by hand. Uh, uh hello, brothers. Um, Magnus. Yeah. Thank, th- hey, <laughs> hey, nice voice. Thank you. It's the one I've always had. Um, I'm so glad to see you've got skin and stuff again and that the temple's rebuilt. Can I, can I have a moment inside for a second? Just uh, me? Sure. Give him the room, Redmond. And Redmond nods because I don't remember what his voice sounds like. And they walk outside of the temple. Okay. Are you doing a two cathedrals thing? No, no, no. All right. Istis, is it? Can you hear me? Is this a thing? I, you're probably not on call, but if I could get you for like a second, I just have one question. Let uh, me help you. Let me help you. Testing one, two, three. Istis. Uh, two candles that are sitting on the pulpit light themselves. Um. I didn't get a chance to ask because it happened after we met, but when we were with June slash the cup, it was running back through our history. There were these long periods of static. Do you have any idea what that is? Nothing happens. Is it anything we need to be concerned about? Um, one of the candles falls over. And the, the flame on it goes out, and the candle rolls off the pulpit and, and falls down the stairs. I walk up to the pulpit. Okay. To make an offering to the mighty Istis. Okay. I reach into my pocket, and I go, and I put there, and I say, Mighty Istis, an offering to you to show our love and gratitude. And I put those two nasty root beer barrels on it. <laughs> okay. 
Super you hear cool. a voice on the wind go, yuck. <laughs> oh, I'll take them back then. No, leave them. <laughs> Maybe I can clean them off. <laughs> um, one last thing you do in, in refuge before you take off. As you make your way back from the temple, you walk by the elder's manor and by the uh, statue of Jack June and the red robe, uh, the, the, the bigger, burlier red robe uh, than the one that you just saw uh, standing between them. Uh, and the kids have also made a little statue of Roswell there. And uh, you, you sort of stop for a moment and look at this statue um, and, and, and admire the kids' handiwork, I guess. And you hear a voice go, boo. And you look, and it's the vermilion flycatcher, the, the red bird that is now sitting on the statue of Roswell and says, uh, I don't remember being nearly this. Uh, rotund when I when I was uh, more full bodied, but I guess they didn't a good enough job. You lost a lot of weight when your legs fell off there at the end. That one was on us. And yeah. Clay adds ten pounds to you, really. Uh, Roswell says, "Who's who's now just completely inside of the bird body?" Says, uh, "It's it's really good to see you guys. I'm glad you stuck around. It's really good to see you not dead." Um, I don't know what magic animated me uh, and and made me you know commandable. Well, whatever it was, I, I feel like I'm kind of not bound to service here anymore. So I'm going to I'm going to fly around and see the world and, you know, find out what I'm doing here. Um, well, if, if you get bored, there's this like half moon thing up in the sky. You can come check in on us and hang out. Yeah, most birds can fly to the moon, right? <laughs> it's not really the moon, though, Taco. Like we can get to it in a bubble. Well, that's exactly the kind of stuff I want to give a shot. So maybe one day I'll try to fly to the moon and I'll, I'll see you there. And I'd like to point out. That even though we controlled you, when you were left to your own devices, you sacrificed your life for us. No, I'm still alive. It's, it's yeah. all good. And also, like, we were all there for that too, Merle. That's not like a big reveal. Yeah, like, true. They were, they well, were I'm just happy. There. I'm just happy you did. Oh, okay. So we didn't just die. Just kind of recapping yeah. the whole experience. I'm glad we didn't die. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't die either. Okay, I'll see you guys around. And Roswell flitters and flies off. Um, I have a quick epilogue I want to get to, so uh, Avi summons a bubble for you guys, a, a, an extraction bubble, and your your return to the moon base is fairly without consequence. I'm assuming you hand over the cup to be destroyed? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, it's sort of the same. Okay. I would like to know what was on the paper before I do. Can I know that? Uh, well, that's the epilogue. Okay. We'll get to it. Uh, you've, you've, you hand over the cup to Davenport in the director's chambers. I know we're kind of moving past this, but we got to wrap it. And there's one other thing we need to get to. Uh, you put it inside one of those big, heavy lead balls with the little s circular window in it. He shuts it inside, wheels it into the big white chamber. Uh, it gets put up on a pedestal. Big spears of light pierce through it. And when it opens up again, it is empty. Um, and the director says, um, Avi reported everything in already. I guess I'm sorry for making such a big deal out of everything. Apparently this relic wasn't as difficult to reclaim as I thought it was going to be. So well done, boys. <laughs> no, it was super tough. No, like, get, get bent. I tell her the whole story. Okay. Well, I take it back. That sounds fucking awful. Yeah, sure, it was sucks. real rough and we died a bunch. Bunch. Well, and so I think we probably get our life insurance a couple times over, right? Some kind of payout from the bureau. Uh, I don't know about the life insurance stuff, but um, how about this? And she forks over a bag 
with 5,400 gold pieces inside Kaboom. of it, uh, uh, which you split three ways. I think that's eight. Is that 18, 18, eight? Did I do the math yes. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, each of you gets 1,800 gold pieces and a token for the Fantasy Gashapon. Uh, all right, let's get to this epilogue real quick. It's later that n- night. Merle, you are laying out on the lawn of the Bureau of Balance quad, and it's pretty late. Most folks have retired to their bunks for the evening. There's a, there's a nice cool breeze that's made cooler by the elevation of the, the Bureau HQ. Um, and you're, you're laying on the grass, and there's a small bed of flowers actually growing up where your soulwood arm is laying on the grass. Um, and you're looking up at the stars, which you're known to do sometimes, and the, the, the elevation of the headquarters gives you sort of an unparalleled view of. Um, so see, you often look up at the stars, but tonight as you're laying out and looking upward, you, you feel like there are fewer stars in the sky than there usually are when you, when you do your stargazing. And as you just sort of intently watch the sky to try to confirm that, to try to count them, you see it undeniably. A star winks out right in front of your eyes. Am I drunk? Not tonight. That's weird. Taco, you take the central elevator of the residential dome downward that same night, um, down to the bottom floor, which houses your guys' private dormitory. And as you open your door and you drop your keys at the small table by the front door and hang up your cloak of the manta ray on the cloak rack, uh, I imagine you're pretty exhausted. This has been a pretty exhausting sort of loop. I don't want to speak for you. Maybe you're good to go. I pat pat the cloak of the manta ray and say, someday you'll be useful, friend. (laughs) Um, You hang up your cloak and you turn and you realize you have a visitor in this room. Uh, He's sitting on the couch in the living uh, quarters that you all share. Um, He's wearing a fancy black suit. He's got a super handsome face. And it's Travis McElroy. (laughs) It's Kravitz, uh, who stands up and says, um, well, we need to talk, don't we? Because you boys, you've added quite a bit to your death count, haven't you? That one's on me. Uh... Magnus, you are in a little corner of the dining hall, which is a, a big, massive communal space for the, for the Bureau. Uh, late as it is, there's nobody else here. That gives you the privacy that you need to look at what's inside this tube one more time. And you, you, you pop it open and unfurl it. And there's something strange about the parchment inside of this tube, which is that you can see it. You can see what's on it. But when you try to draw conclusions based on what you see, when you try to understand what it is you're seeing, your mind turns to static. Um, And it's an incredibly uncomfortable sensation. So what you see inside the tube are two sheets of paper. And the first one is a design for the statue that stands in the middle of refuge, depicting Jack, June, and the broad-shouldered red robe standing between them. Uh, And it has a date etched in the, the corner of it. The other piece of parchment when you look at the date, you can tell this was an older draft of this this statue, an older design of the same statue. And in this sketch, in this earlier sketch, Jack and June look exactly the same. But the red robe's hood is pulled down, and you can see his face. And it's an incredibly familiar face, Magnus, because it's your face. This figure in this red robe is you.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester, or Norwich? Not like that. Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns or sexual innuendo? Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street, and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it? International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world trade jokes and stories and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Good news, everyone. There are still a few tickets remaining for the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. We've just announced a dazzling new addition to the Bullseye lineup. Sharon Horgan, creator and star of the hit shows Pulling and Catastrophe, as well as a new show, Divorce, which launches soon on HBO. Comedian Josie Long, Veep creator Armando Iannucci, and musician Romare round out the Bullseye lineup. But the fun doesn't stop there, friends. International Waters and Judge John Hodgman tickets are still available, too. Do not sleep on this. Feast your eyes on the juicy full lineup and grab your tickets right now at MaximumFun.org.